SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Warning. The following program contains shocking content that may give you a better or worse than pessimistic hope on anything you like. Viewer and listener discretion is advised. Unlike with the Utah, they are getting double digits, or at least close to it. 10, 9, 9 and a half, 10 and a half, 11, 9 in this little streak. And most NBA games are fairly competitive. You'd be surprised, but with this Cleveland team, no. It's Opposite Picks with Scott Wetzel. Welcome to Opposite Picks on Sports Grid Radio, right here on Sirius XM Channel 204 and your local radio affiliate all around the nation on this Wednesday, February 17th. Yours truly sitting in for the next two glorious hours, taking your phone calls at 844-843-6879. Again, that's toll-free, 844-843-6879. You want to follow me on Twitter, send a tweet. It is at Opposite Picks, that's OPP. O-S-I-T-E, Picks, P-I-C-K-S. Email me. Go to my, uh, my website, oppositepicks.com. Hit the contact Scott icon and fire away. Emails, tweets, phone calls, little YouTube chat as well right here again on an Opposite Picks Wednesday hump day right here on Sports Grid Radio. Welcome, LLs, loyal listeners, and LWs, loyal watchers. Uh, what are we going to talk about today, you ask? Well, Irving AWOL again. I told you so again, over again. You can ask for anything. Kicking the pants for the Spurs, the Jokers on Denver, Sunshines on Phoenix, Bucks are spent, the rust, no rust to this Pittsburgh Penguin. Uh, what's going to happen to the JJ? Pitchers and catchers report today. Uh, we'll get to all those stories again, plus your phone calls, emails, tweets, and, of course, another edition of Opposite Picks right here on a Wednesday, February 17th. Again, what's going on, my friends? How are you this uh, glorious uh, Wednesday morning, hump day? As uh, we get you a little bit closer to the uh, weekend, how about the NBA? It is amazing. I say things and things occur. It's as simple as that. You know, a couple of, uh, oh, by the way, Wetzel notions came through again last night in the NBA. First up, the Nets win. That's your story last night. Without Kyrie again uh, and without Kevin Durant, down 20-plus at the half, down double digits entering the fourth quarter. And they win at Phoenix last night as the game, oh, by the way, really more importantly than anything else, goes over. How about that? Another Nets over. This is getting repetitive. I'm telling you, you know, you can take out Monday's show, Tuesday's show, last week's shows, and it's all kind of the same thing because, you know what, that it's the same thing over and over and over again. Utah Jazz win, Cleveland Cadavers lose, and net games go over. Now 20-3 and three over. And I tell you this all the time, you know, hopefully you guys are going to listen to me. Nets played again without two of their big three, and the game went over. And I know the prevailing thinking is, okay, no Kevin Durant, no Kyrie Irving, Nets aren't going to score, game's going to go under. And, and, and the so-called wise guy, that's why I tell you, you know, stay away from the wise guys and the experts and all those other dopes that think they're smarter than you and I. I'm telling you they're not. That line opened up at 230 and a half. And by game time, it had dropped to 227. Now, a lot of that, I'm sure, is just the boys in Vegas and FanDuel just dropping it because they heard that Kyrie wasn't going to play. 
But I'm telling you, a lot of it also is because people are betting the under because they think, all right, the, the two big guys aren't playing for the Nets. All right, you still have Harden, but you don't have two of the big three. There's no way they're going to score. The reserves are going to come in, blah, 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 blah. And I'm telling you, and I tell you this all of the time, do not – in fact, not only don't you go under in those games, you go over. I, I'd like to know the percentage. If you had the wherewithal, it would take some doing. Maybe there's a computer thing out there. As we welcome in our full audience on this uh, Wednesday morning, here's Drew Scott Wetzel sitting in, taking it right up until 7 a.m. Eastern time. And, you know, I, I wish I knew the overall record of over and unders of teams that were playing without at least one big piece of their pie. They're not, and I'm not, you know, the, like, the fifth guy or sixth guy on the bench. No, I'm talking about, like, you know, Kyrie or Jalen Brown for the Celtics or maybe Zion for, for New Orleans. You know, the, the Greek freak is really not Greek for Milwaukee. I'm telling you, and I say this all the time, those games go over. They just do. They just do. Why? And I, I really, I got to pinpoint it down to a couple things. One, the guys on the bench are pretty damn good. This is not like Topeka High where you, when you go to the bench and the guys aren't really good. No, this is the NBA. These guys are phenomenal. Come hook or crook, these guys can score. Can't play a lick of defense, the guys on the bench, but they could score. They wouldn't be wearing an NBA uniform if they couldn't score. So you have the ability to score and you have the inability to play any defense, and it leads to overs. It really does. And, you know, it's a rare time for a couple more guys on the bench to play, and anytime they have that opportunity, you know, they, they generally excel. And, and it happens maybe for a game, and I wouldn't necessarily go two or three, but that first game that they play without that star player, I'm telling you, way more. Like it's it's like eighty, it's got to be eighty five percent, eight or nine out of every ten games, the games go over, and it did last night. And whenever you have a Nets team that was on a nineteen and three overrun, you'd be an idiot. I don't care again. You could put the, the Topeka High girls basketball team in the Nets uniforms, and I'll play in the over. It's they're high, two hundred and thirty, but again, it dropped down to two twenty-seven. So you got a bit of a bargain, and it sailed over two hundred and fifty-two points, one twenty-eight to one twenty-four. I mean, it wasn't even close. Nets scored forty points in the fourth quarter. They outscored the Suns forty to twenty-four, and they ended up winning the basketball game outright. Which is another thing I tell you all the time. Don't worry about these star players not playing. That first game, the team wins more times than not. Maybe not quite like the over-under, but it definitely wins a lot more. You'd be surprised. They rallied for the cause, at least for one game. And the Nets did last night. Biggest comeback in the NBA this season for the Brooklyn Nets last night. All right, just getting underway. Opposite picks on this uh, Wednesday morning. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. I don't think it's who we're playing. I think it's about us. Um, We're trying to build something within ourselves and and as a unit. Um, So... I think from that Indiana game on, like these last few games, we've been really guarding and being, uh, we kind of know our roles you know, now. So we kind of know our place on the court and, and every single night you have to do your job to the best of your ability. Um, and once you do your individual job as a unit, we're great. So I think uh, no matter who we're playing, no matter who's in the game for us, no matter our opponent, we have to have that mindset and we've had it. And tonight was a clear example of it.
Uh, a little bit from James Harden from the Brooklyn Nets last night, who uh, did the unthinkable as they won without Kyrie Irving, which I'll get to here in a second, without Kevin Durant, down 24, down 21 at the half, down 12 entering the fourth quarter, uh, and they outscore the uh, Phoenix Suns 40-24 to in the fourth, and they win it by four, 128-124. to Wow, Devin Booker held scoreless in the fourth quarter. Scoreless. You know, there are a couple of teams in the West that, the West is by far better than the East. I get that. But there are a couple of teams in the West that you want to take seriously. You want to believe that there's a challenge to the Lakers and Clippers besides just themselves. Uh, you know, and Denver and Phoenix, believe it or not, Phoenix with the fourth best record in the Western Conference are the two teams, at, at least at, at this point. You know, you want to believe Dallas, but Dallas has got enough issues besides worrying about whether they're championship worthy at this point. You know, so the two teams in the West now that you want to think maybe just maybe could put a scare into the Lakers and Clippers, uh, Utah, you know, to obvious, but Phoenix and then Denver, right? Both failed litmus tests last night. Both failed horribly. Phoenix at home, which again entered with the fourth best record along with Portland. Uh, really ahead of Portland because uh, Portland won and then Phoenix did not. So they had the fourth best record in the West. They're at home. They're playing, you know, more than likely when everything is said and done, the best team in the East, right? You know, Brooklyn with the big three. They're, they're better than Philadelphia. They're better than Boston. They're better than Milwaukee for sure. When they get everyone healthy finally and, and rolling, they're, they're the best team. So they have the best team of the East coming to town. Two of the best players on the team aren't playing. Phoenix builds a double-digit lead at home, and they lose. That's horrible. That's, you know, it's those types of losses that just remind, remind you that, all right, they're good, they're a nice story, up-and-coming team, Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, blah, 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 but you got to win games like that. You you just have to. You can't put American money on the sun. Do you want to look for a little flyer for a team that gives you good odds and everything to win the NBA championship? Yeah, you're just pissing your money away when you put it on the Phoenix Suns. It, you know, it's a good team. Like I said, up and coming and all that other stuff. And you get monster odds with Phoenix right now. You know, 49 to 1. That's pretty darn good for the team with the fourth best record in the Western Conference, right? But you got to win games like that. Same thing with the Denver Nuggets. Oh, that's a horrible loss for Denver. At Boston, Celtics struggling. GM has come out and said he doesn't know if the team is coming or going. He's taking the blame for playing lousy basketball. you got players, Kemba Walker, challenging the spirit of the team. They're not trying. I mean, you got Jason Tatum talking about how he had COVID last month and it's still affecting him now. I mean, this team has just no direction right now, none whatsoever. And if you're the Denver Nuggets and you think you're big-time players and you think you could challenge the Lakers and Clippers in the West, you got to win that game. You just have to. And then and, and they didn't win the game. They was tied at 71. Celtics finished out the third quarter on a 12-1 run, and the Celtics uh, win it going, uh, going away. Now, on the surface, you know, Boston winning at home doesn't seem like that's that big a deal. But again, when when you consider how poorly the Celtics have been playing, and we consider the opportunity for the Denver Nuggets to kind of you know rise up, they're coming up for a nice uh, home win against the LA Lakers. So you got the best team in the West. You got a chance to make your mark with one of the better teams. Uh, forget the record, but one of the better teams in the East, back-to-back games, and, and that's why the Denver Nuggets are the Denver Nuggets. That's why the Denver Nuggets are 15 and 12. All right, that's why Jamal Murray really has not been able to elevate himself into that superstar 
I can carry this team far status. They're good enough to beat the Lakers, as they did the other day. Then they'll lay an egg and be really not even competitive against a bad Celtic team. This on a night with uh, Nicole Joker getting 43 points. I mean, the guy could miss, but that, that's all they got. And then, you know, that's why, the, the, again, that's why the Nuggets will finish with the, you know, third, fourth, fifth best record in the West. And, you know, they'll win maybe two. And maybe they'll get to the Western Conference Finals again. But are they going to put a scare into the Lakers or Clippers? Uh, or at least the Lakers, anyway. They beat the Clippers, so you got to give them credit for that. No, 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 not, not really. Uh, you know what? The Lakers showed why they're the Lakers, and we don't need any more reasons. But, you know, Lakers are playing without Anthony Davis. That was like the, the Minnesota Teacups last night, for some goofy reason, was like the hot uh, play last night. And and uh, that line dropped to six. Six by game time. And, and darn near five and a half. It was six minus 105. It wasn't even six, you know, with the normal 110 big. It was 6 minus 105 on FanDuel. They were begging you to take the Lakers. The Lakers, the championship Lakers. And with no AD, I get it. But no AD means more LeBron. And as much as I root against LeBron James, you give me a game which LeBron is going to want to stand out a little bit even more than he normally does. I mean, that's the worst thing in the world. I'll take that. I mean, I absolutely will. And what happens? They win it and they cover 112-104. Wasn't an easy win. You know, it was a hard fought, you know, it was a six-point game entering the fourth quarter, or actually a two-point game entering the fourth quarter. But they got up to double digits, and it was a comfortable eight. It wasn't a six-point game, and then they hit a bucket at the at the end. It was, it was a double-digit, no lead with about a minute left, and the teacups hit a couple of shots to make it eight. But it really, you know, you cover the spread. That was the bottom line. The Lakers, the world champion Lakers, with more LeBron, who went for 30 last night, 13 rebounds, seven assists. And I, I will take that any day of the week. So uh, for some reason, the Minnesota was the uh, the Cinderella play last night. Well, favorites last night, you know, not not too bad. Four and two straight up against the spread. Over unders three and three. Toronto beat Milwaukee. You want a surprise? But you know, maybe the surprise last night was that one. The, the Bucks have now lost four in a row for the first time in three plus seasons in the regular season, anyway. They lost uh, four in a row against Toronto in the, in the playoffs. But first time in three-plus seasons, the Bucs have lost four in a row. This team is just not as good as they were last year. And they just, I don't know if uh, their time has come and gone. I don't know if they were a product of the Eastern Conference being lousy. I don't know if it's Drew Holiday you know, mixing things up and screwing things up. Uh, you know, They're not awful, but 16-12. and 12. For the Milwaukee Bucks, I mean, that's just amazing. Now, 9-3 and three at home, that's pretty good. No shame necessarily losing to the Raptors, I suppose, but the Raptors are 13-15. and 15. I mean, the Greek freaked 34 points last night, and, you know, you would have thought they would have come out flying Milwaukee, and they're not. You know, they're, they're lousy. I don't have the records in front of me. I'll get it here in a sec, but they're lousy against the spread, I mean, obviously, because they're only 16-12, and 12, you know, for the season. That's a bad loss for Milwaukee. Uh, you know, when, when you lose three in a row, eh, that means you're going to come out with your A game, or at least you're going to try and come out with your A game. And they did. Third home loss for the Bucks. First four-game losing streak in three-plus seasons. They play Milwaukee again tomorrow. You know, and so I don't, I don't know if they can turn things around, but, wow, that's a that's you got to go against Milwaukee from here on. Until they turn things around, either don't play them uh, or go against them. And I know the lines are going to drop like they did last night with that Boston Celtic line being just one and a half when everything was said and done. But um, now they obviously won, but sometimes you just got to write a team off for a little while, let it kind of turn things around. Very quietly, Portland won again. 
ended the game on an 18-2 run, beat Oklahoma City 115 to 104. You know, the, the the Jail Blazers have actually won five in a row and seven of eight. They very quietly have moved up the standings in the Western Conference, and they are now tied with Portland, or excuse me, with Phoenix at 17 and 10 for the fourth best record in the Western Conference. Uh, Damian Lillard, 31 points. Carmelo, only 10. Nine and two against the spread as well for uh, Portland. So not only winning, but covering the spread also, which is oh so key. All right, we'll take a look at some of our props from yesterday. That's all coming up next right here, Opposite Picks, Sportsbook Radio. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. And looking at the collection of talent that the Brooklyn Nets have, is there a team that you can compare it to in league history having that much offensive firepower on the same group? Have we forgot about... KD, Steph, and Clay already? It's pretty good. <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> there, you go. there you go. There you go right there. It's always exciting for me to go against, uh, you know, some of the best guys in the game, and they got three of them. They got three of the best guys in the game. Um, you know, definitely love to, to be full when you're playing against a team like that and see, you know, like at that point in the season where you match up, how you match up against some of the best teams in the league. And uh, obviously we're, we, won't, we won't be full. On, on Thursday, so, um, but other than that, yeah, I'm, I, I love going out there and just, you know, being on the floor with some of the best to play this game. You know, it's idiots like that to give us a bad name. What a stupid question. <laughs> LeBron James there. I hate to be on the side of LeBron. I really do. Uh, but, you know, come on, what, what, what is this guy for? I mean, LeBron should have just like, got up and just walked off the, uh, the podium stage there. It, what are you, an idiot? Uh, exactly. Have you forgotten about the, you know, Durant and, and Steph and, and Clay from, uh, you know, three years ago? As it, you know, three years turned to 30 because of the COVID? I mean, you act like you hadn't had three star players. You want to go back to, you know, the Boston Celtics? You want to go back to the Lakers with Kareem and Worthy and, and, uh, and Magic? You want to go back to the Celtics? Uh, you know, with, with Bird and then Mikhail and then pick any other. You could probably go five deep on the Celtics, for goodness sakes. The, uh, you know, Robert Parrish or Dennis Johnson, DJ. I, I mean, you know, he made it sound like this is the first time in the history of basketball. Meanwhile, LeBron correctly puts him in his place, you know, and said, you know, listen, you dope. You know, a couple of years ago, there was this team out in Golden State, you know, pretty darn good. You know, you may, you may want to look them up. You may want to go to Wikipedia and Google, you know, uh, Golden State Warriors. What an idiot. Have you ever seen a team with three-star play? Gosh. Uh, you know, meanwhile, James Harden hasn't won squat, so I don't know if I necessarily put him in that category or not. But that's the, your future game tomorrow night as uh, the Lakers and uh, Brooklyn Nets, which I, I don't know. You know, listen, who knows in the NBA? Again, it's it's remarkable. Thank goodness we've had these streaks in the NBA, and we've been able to supply you with some winners. Because outside of that, good luck picking these games, because you don't know who's playing. That Kyrie Irving sat out the game last night. Two nights ago, the guy goes for a season-high 40 points. 40 points. He plays 30-plus minutes. In a high-scoring game, what was it, 130 to 120, whatever the heck it was, right? Up and down the court they go, 
And then we find out the very next day he can't play because he has back issues. And I'm like, well, wait a minute now. Monday night, he's fine to the point where he's scoring his season-high 40 points and, and playing 30-plus minutes. The back didn't hurt him then. Well, it's got, you know, sometimes it acts up after a game. All right. I don't necessarily buy that, but oh, okay. You want to tell me that's what happened with Kyrie? Okay. Then take a look at some of the highlights from last night. You know, James Harden's going off, right, for his 38 points. Nets making his great comeback down 24 at one point, winning the game. There are pictures on the sidelines of Durant, you know, all excited and stuff, pushing, shoving Kyrie in excitement, in, in joy, just, you know, a friendly little shove, you know, pushing him into the basket extension. I mean, just like slapping him and, and everything else. And I'm saying, so wait a minute now. This guy's not playing because he has a bad back. Meanwhile, now he's got a teammate that's shoving him around like a rag doll in excitement. Not, not in anger, but excitement. You can't have it both ways. I mean, is he not playing because he's got a bad back? If that's the case, what's he doing on the sidelines? One. And two, what is you know Kevin Durant doing shoving him, you know, like, uh, again, he's a rag doll? I, I, I don't, you know. And then there's Durant himself, you know, not playing because he's got a strained hamstring. And yet he's jumping up and down all over the place on the sidelines. It, 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 I don't buy any of these injuries. I don't. I don't buy not a one. Not a one. I don't care if it's one game, two games, three games, four games, a week, two weeks. Anthony Davis, I don't think he's hurt. I really don't. I don't buy it. I, I just think these guys are so nimble, and the NBA has become the sit-down league where it's, you know, the in thing to not play, which is as crazy as crazy can be. You know, you reach a certain status if you can sit out games because it's personal reasons or sore backs or hamstrings or just, uh, you know, uh, minute restrictions. There's a certain status in the NBA you get to. And I think these guys realize that and, and they're bored with it. You know what? It go, And I don't begrudge guys for what I'm about to say. I don't. You know, knock yourself out. You make that kind of money, you make that kind of money. But these guys make just too much money. That's it. Fire's gone. The fire of playing regular season games, and I understand it's even more difficult now with no fans in the stands, but it is what it is. You're still going to the bank with a seven-figure paycheck every other Friday. you know. Uh, until you want to give some of that money back, and they don't, stop bitching and complaining about playing an all-star game. That's where the NBA makes a lot of its money, and uh, you know, start playing basketball games. But they don't. They don't want to play these regular season games. They realize they're meaningless. Nets, they really care. The, the, do Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and uh, James Harden sit down and say, boy, we got to finish in the top one or two. Boy, if we don't get home court advantage against the Indiana Pacers, oh, man, we're in a lot of trouble. Jeez, we got to face that Pacer team on the road in the first round. Oh, jeez, you know, even in the second and third round, boy, we got to face the Philadelphia 76ers. Boy, we're going to have to face them on the road. They don't care about that stuff. Fans do, yes, but the players, they, they don't, especially now without fans in the stands. They just don't care. They they don't. And I got a feeling these guys, you know, are probably betting on them going into a bubble for the postseason anyway, which I really believe might happen. Uh, they might get through this regular season, but, you know, if fans aren't allowed in the stands, it worked out very nicely last year. Players may not have liked it, but, you know, it's not the worst thing in the world. So they don't, they don't want to play these regular season games. It makes it difficult betting. It does. I mean, you got to check. You know, that Kyrie Irving didn't come down until about an hour or so before game time. You put your action in in the afternoon, you're screwed. That line went, uh, you know, listen, and now it worked out, but you could have gotten yourself a couple of more points because that thing shot up to over seven and a half. 
Um, I didn't think the Nets deserved to be underdogs anyway to Phoenix, at least not, you know, four or five like they were. But And they were only four-point favorites against Sacramento the night before, which I thought was even crazier. But then that thing shot up to seven and a half. As soon as I saw that, I said, somebody's out. Somebody's out. Has to be. No one's putting that much money on the Phoenix Suns. And, and lo and behold, Kyrie Irving sits it. But, you know, he sits it out again with a bad back. Meanwhile, you know, he's jumping up and down and yelling and screaming with the with the Durant having a fine old time on the sidelines. It's just, wow, the NBA is very difficult. Very difficult regular season. All right, poll question is out. Um, pitchers and catchers. Believe it or not, for some teams, several clubs today, report for spring training. How about that? Baseball is here. We don't know how. We don't know who's making the playoffs. We don't know if we're going to have a DH in both leagues. You know, there are a lot of things still to be determined somehow or another. But pitchers and catchers do report today for several clubs. So we got to throw it out there. Your World Series winner will be put the Dodgers down, put the Stankies down, Put the uh, San Diego Padres down. They are, believe it or not, the third choice on FanDuel. And then the field. So every other team uh, outside of those three. Right now, the field, early on, posted a little while ago, uh, 54% of the vote. Dodgers getting 27. Stanky's getting a 13 and a half. And the uh, Padres, the Fathers, getting four and a half. So go to Opposite Picks, O-P-P-O-S-I-T-E, Picks, P-I-C-K-S. Get your vote in there. And uh, we'll update that a couple times before we are through. But, yes, pitchers and catchers. And uh, for Red Sox fans, it's going to be a long, long season. We'll go over some of the uh, the futures on who's going to win the World Series uh, maybe next hour, maybe later in a few minutes. We'll see. Let me get through some of these uh, prop stuff. So that's your NBA last night. Um, Nets win. They rally, like I said, from 24 down. Biggest comeback in the NBA um, this year. Boston beat Denver, 112-99. End the third quarter on a nice 12-1 run. Joker goes for 43, but not enough. Uh, good thing there's not a fifth quarter because New Orleans scored more each quarter as the game went on. They blew out Memphis 144-113, to 64% shooting for uh, uh, the uh, Pelicans. Second most points in franchise history, the 144. Lakers knock up teacups, 112-104. LeBron with 30. They get the win and the cover. Portland, as we mentioned, wins at OKC. That OKC team's a strange team. Uh, the rare team that plays much, much, much better on the road than they do at home. Lost last night at home. The road record is, I, I want to say, 8-8. Eight and eight. Let me go to the standings here real quickly. Uh, OKC, which uh, probably will not make the playoffs at this point, uh, are 7-7 seven and seven on the road and 4-9 at home. Don't figure. No, so, you know, you can count on one hand how many teams are better. Sacramento's another one, believe it or not. 5-5 five and five on the road. 7-10 and 10 at home. The only thing I can guess is that um, teams, you know, Memphis is the same way. And Memphis even got bigger splits. I'm looking at them now. Memphis, 7-4 seven and four on the road, 6-8 and eight at home. Dallas, 7-7 seven and seven at home, 6-8 and eight at home. That's not too, too bad. Uh, San Antonio, boy, the Western Conference is strange. San Antonio, 9-3 and three on the road, 7-8 and eight at home. That's bizarre. You have, you know, generally, you'll get one, maybe two teams that this stuff happens to. But this year, so far, you have, in the West alone, one. I, I won't count Lakers, you know, 13-3 and three versus 9-4. and four. That, That's obviously pretty good both ways. But legitimately, you have San Antonio, one, better on the road. Grizzlies, two, much better on the road. 
Mavericks a little bit better on the road, three. Sacramento better on the road, four. OKC better on the road, five teams. You have five teams that has a, a better road record than home record. That's very weird. Very, very weird. And OKC at point B is one of them. And Portland ends up winning it um, as uh, they've won their now fifth in a row, seven of eight. They've covered all those wins. Nice nine and two against the spread run. Uh, Lillard with 31. Uh, Carmelo had only 10 yesterday. Well, down day for Carmelo. He's had a great little run. All right, well, when we come back, then we'll check out the props for both the NBA and the NHL right here. Opposite picks on a Tuesday morning. When- SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Zion Williamson. Yes, you're correct. And one. No foul call. It is scooped up by Lewis off the turnover. Oh, look out! Zion Williamson on the rack attack. Hey, little uh, Zion last night going off as the uh, Pels win at Memphis 144 to 113. Uh, good thing there wasn't a fifth quarter. They scored 29 the Pelicans did in the first, 34 in the second, 38 in the third, and 43, uh, 43 in the fourth. So it was uh, getting higher and higher and higher. Uh, 13 of 16 for Williamson, 31 points, uh, 22 for Brandon Ingram, as, again, the Pels win uh, big by uh, – how do you lose a basketball game by 31 points at home? That, that is just amazing to me. Um, you know, one thing to lose, and one thing to lose by double digits, but to lose by 31, giving up 144 points, boy, it is amazing. But I, all that said about the Zion, this Pelicans team, at yeah, 12 and 15, they really haven't made any impact, uh, impact whatsoever. Uh, whether it's Bledsoe, whether it's uh, Lonzo Ball, Ingram, Williamson, uh, they, they should be better than what they are, right? That's a halfway decent team. Uh, to be, what, three games under 500, boy. All right, let's check out our props that we play. We're playing a little hunch here for those uh, newbies that are just uh, tuning in. I, I, I noticed something. and I, I won't even say a system because I won't go that far. I just noticed something playing a couple of these over props in the NBA that these guys tend not to go over. It, it is amazing how many times they go under. Uh, because anyone that plays props, they play over. I, if I heard one person say, I'm going to play an under on something, it would be the first time, right? Everybody plays overs. You know, when it's an over-under, you get some guys that will play unders. But when it comes to these props with these players, nobody says, I'm going to play the over. So what are we doing? Uh, <clears throat> we're going to monitor it and see how many overs actually occur. We're, we, we've taken the big names each game, jotted down their over-under numbers, and see how they turn out. And we're just going to follow it for, for this week and then and, and see. Uh, yesterday, now my thinking is, again, that it's going to go under because we're going to, you know, buy an extra point or so because uh, the boys at FanDuel know that everyone's going over, so they're going to bump the line up a point or so from what their average should be. Uh, but we will see. Uh, yesterday, it was 9-7 and seven over. Or should be uh, Monday, 9-7 uh, and seven over. So yeah, pretty even, but slightly more overs than, than unders. All right, so yesterday, Denver and Boston. 
Jokic, 43, went over. Uh, Murray, 25, went under. Tatum for the Celtics, 21, went under. Brown, 27, went over. Kemba Walker, 17, went under. So we got, uh, what is that, 1-0, 2-0, 2-3. and um, New Orleans and Memphis. Let me just jot this down. Two and three. Let's go here and put that over there. Okay. Uh, New Orleans and Memphis. And we only play the, the, the big names. Zion Williamson, 24.5 was his total. Scored 31, went over. Brandon Ingram, 24.5 was his total. He had 22, went under. John Morant, 20.5, scored 28. He went over. All right, so two and one over that game. Toronto, Milwaukee. Played the Greek freak, who's really not Greek. He scored 34 with an over-under total of 31.5, so he goes over. Chris Middleton scored 11. He went under his 21.5. For Toronto, Fred Van Vliet, 33 points. Wait, he's been on a nice tear for the last month or so. Uh, he went way over his total. Kyle Lowry, th this is the fickle fate of gambling. Um, he left in the third quarter, came back, and then left again. He had 18 points. What was his total? 18 and a half. That sucks. That, you know, we got to count it as, a, as an under. Now, he no doubt he would have scored one more point if he stayed in the game and played any of the fourth quarter and then the rest of the third. No doubt. But it's an under. All right? Uh, you know, there's all parts of the equation thrown into playing unders, and uh, injuries are part of it. So we went one and one, two and two in the Toronto-Milwaukee game. Lakers and teacups. We played uh, LeBron James uh, over. He had 30 with an over under 28 and a half. And then Carl Anthony Towns, 22 and a half, which on the surface I really did like 15 points. You would have thought he would have 23 points, Lakers in, in Minnesota. You, you know, he can't get 23 points with no center, with no Anthony Davis guarding him. He can't get 23, 15 under. So one and one that game. Portland OKC, Damian Lillard, 31 points last night. Well, he had to go over, right? Nope. 31 and a half was his total at FanDuel. Carmelo Anthony, I, I threw him in there just because he has been on a tear of late of overs. Otherwise, I normally wouldn't put a guy who's averaging 15 points or so a game with a total of 15 and a half. He only scored 10, so he went under. So Portland OKC, 0-2. Uh, no one from OKC fits the bill. And then Brooklyn and Phoenix. Steve Nash, Mike D'Antoni go back to Phoenix as a group for the first time. Kyrie didn't play. James Harden scored 38, so he went over his total of 29 and a half. That was actually a pretty good play as well. You know, without Irving and without Durant, you had to figure Harden was going to go back to being James Harden from the Houston Rocket days, right? So 30 points is asking a lot, but that was a smart play to go over. He did. He had 38 Devin Booker, though, 27 and a half. You would have thought Booker against the Nets. Uh, I mean, you know, you figure it's going to be a 125-120 type of game. He's got to get 28 points, right? 22. Chris Paul did get 29, so he went over. So we went 2-1, and one, Brooklyn and Phoenix. So overall, 2-1, and 0-2, oh 1-1, 2-2, 2-1, 2-3. Nine overs, 10 unders. <coughs> so pretty much even. And uh, I'm not really a great, uh, so far, my system or my thinking uh, is not working out to perfection. Right now, it's 18 over, 17 under. Isn't it amazing? Even on over-unders, 
the boys in Vegas have this pegged to a T. It is remarkable, right? Even over-unders, they have 18 and 17 out of 35 players that I arbitrarily took. Uh, not arbitrarily, I, I took the star players, but still. Um, it, it's almost dead even. Man, that's amazing. That is funny. All right, let's check out our hockey props. Hockey, as you guys may know, we're taking the worst defensive teams, teams that allow 31 shots or more, and we updated them. There was a slight change. Uh, you know, we added a team to the mix. It's now every week we had to update this stuff. So it's now Chicago, Vancouver, Philadelphia, L.A., Washington, Edmonton. In this order, New Jersey, Columbus, St. Louis, Winnipeg, Arizona, Ottawa, and Buffalo. All those teams, all 11, allow 31 shots or more. And, and the top teams are really the one. And we may end up cutting this down to about five teams uh, because the top teams average like 35 shots and the other ones average just over 31. But that's what we're going with for now. So Monday, it was uh, – oh, we, and we played the over shots on goal. Not unlike NBA where we played the under, NHL we played the over. Three pushes. Let's see how we did last night. We had uh, three teams in action. Islanders in Buffalo played again. Anders Lee, we got lucky. We got the push. Although we should have had a win. He scored a goal in the first period. He had another shot on goal. And then that was it until he scored an empty netter with 0.2 seconds left. Not even a second left. 0.2 seconds left. He gets an empty netter, which counts as a shot on goal, obviously. And uh, we got the push with Lee at three. Uh, Jordan Eberle scored at uh, three shots, so he went over because his total was two and a half. Rangers. Uh, we went uh, 1-0 on the Rangers. We had L.A. Kings in Minnesota uh, Wild. We went uh, – Erickson was a – well, that was a win, two and a half. Parisi had none. Fiala had one shot and goal, so we went one and two with Minnesota and uh, and the Kings. So we went uh, three and three in the NHL. But we did have a bonus, as our guy Brian Rust was back in action. I don't. It, this is really amazing to me. And we mentioned this during Monday's show, and and I did it on uh, on Fanduel on Sunday, and that is uh, or an in game live on Sunday. He leads the Penguins, believe it or not, in shots on goal. Not, not not Sidney Crosby or Malkin. Uh, you know, Brian Rust, believe it or not, has more shots on goal. Yet his FanDuel total was two and a half again last night. Two and a half. You, know, you, you, you want to believe that everything's on the up and up and everything, but you're saying to yourself, here's a guy that averages, uh, you know, almost four shots on goal, and FanDuel is giving us, he's got 55 shots on goal in uh, 14 games. So that's 14, 28, 38, 42. Um, he's averaging almost four shots a game. And his total is only two, two and a half. And it's not even like laying monster odds. It's like minus 120. We played him on Sunday. He had six shots on goal. Played him yesterday. He had four shots on goal. Now, he's not part of the system with, with Washington not being one of those uh, magical teams, but Boy, I tell you, if they want to continue to put his numbers at two, two and a half, you got to continue to play them. Four shots last night. So I won't count him in our total because I want to see how this system plays. But, boy, 
Well, I don't know what it is about him. Maybe they think people just aren't playing him. Maybe they think they're playing, you know, Crosby or Malkin or Latang. You know, maybe they think those guys, Getzel, are the, are the higher, you know, shooting guy. But they aren't. Not even. It's not even close. Rust has 55 shots on goal. Gensel has 35. He's the next one. Crosby only 34. Sidney Crosby had three shots on goal in back-to-back games total against the Capitals. It's amazing how little he is shooting. 34 shots on goal in 14 games. And that's uh, you know barely two shots a game. So maybe that's it. Maybe they maybe maybe you know people that bet hockey are dumb. Maybe not that many people bet hockey, but I, I love stuff like that. You give me a guy that averages nearly four shots a game, and you want to give me a total of two and a half, you know, without laying a monster big, even with the big, I will take that every day of the week. So, um, again, won't count that in our little standings here, but watch him every single time. So we went four, six, and three on Monday, three and three yesterday, bringing our overall total uh, to seven and nine. Now, last week, the over went 18 and 13 with a couple of pushes. Now, 7 and 9. Not the not what I was thinking. We may, like I said, we may have to cut that down. Maybe we're putting too many teams in there. Or maybe we got to cut the, the number of players down because it is hard for three or four guys to get all their totals. Maybe we got to limit it to two per game. This way, we can just kind of root for two. Uh, you know, when, when one guy's taking three, four shots, it's hard for that same guy who are usually on the same line, not always, but usually to get three or four shots as well. You'd be surprised how little guys actually shoot, you know, because, again, it's got to be on net. For those that don't know, it, it can't be just a shot that goes wide or high or low. Well, it can't go low, but you know what I mean? It, it's got to be a point where the goalie has to make a save. If the goalie doesn't make a save, it's not a shot on goal, unless it's actual goal itself. So that's the key. So if he just if he ricochets off the post, ricochets off the crossbar, not a shot on goal. Shot on goal has to be that if the goalie doesn't make the save, it would be a goal. So goalie doesn't make the save when it hits the crossbar. It's obviously not a goal. Doesn't count as a shot on goal. So you'd be surprised how few actual shots on goal there really are. But uh, So we're going to follow that for the rest of the week. We'll see how it goes. I think ultimately we'll come out on top on both of those, but uh, you never know. But it's worth the worth the crap. All right, uh, yours truly, Scott Wetzel, opposite pick, Sports Good Radio, Sirius XM Channel two hundred four. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Pitchers and catchers report the spring training for several clubs today. How about that? Uh, yours truly sitting in, taking it right up until 7 a.m. Eastern time, even though my team, the Red Sox, have absolutely no hope whatsoever. It is the subject of our poll question on this Wednesday morning. Uh, what will be your World Series winner? Keep it nice and easy, little popcorn radio. Uh, that's how we like our poll questions. Uh, right now, the field leading the way at nearly 59% of the vote. we got the Dodgers getting 26.5%. Stankies nearly 12%. San Diego Fathers getting nearly 3%. And again, field leading the way 
just under uh, now just under four, uh, 58%. So go to your Office of Picks feed, uh, O-P-P-O-S-I-T-E, Picks, P-I-C-K-S, and get your voting. And we'll update that a couple times before we are through. I tell you, I, I mentioned this the other day with FanDuel anyway. You still get the Dodgers at plus 350. Uh, the future key is will the money go down or go up? And I think those odds are going to only go down. Uh, you know, the fact that you can get them at three, who's beating the Dodgers? You know, outside of an injury, you know, and if that's the case, that's the case. But outside of an injury, and I'm not a big Trevor Bauer fan. I, I think he has a chance to be mediocre in L.A., but the team is so damn good anyway. Even, you know, whether it's Kershaw, whether it's Bueller, whether it's Bauer, you know, whether they trade David Price. You know, they have the luxury of having at least one of those guys, if not two, really, just bomb out in the regular season. And they're still the best team in the National League with that everyday lineup. Um, you know, outside of the bullpen, the bullpen is the only little Achilles heel that they have, but it came through in the World Series. So, but that's the only, to me, sliver of hope you have for this Dodger team not being any good. That or it's just a World Series hangover. But, man, they got so much talent. Getting the Dodgers right now at plus 350, that I don't think that line's going to go any higher. So if you think they're going to repeat or, or at least challenge, uh, I would grab that plus. I think that's going to be at plus 250 before too long. All right, one hour in the books, one full hour to go. Next hour, opposite picks. All coming up right here at Sportsman Radio Series, Exemption on 204.